0: Welcome to the CubeCast podcast, the most consistently infrequent cubing podcast. It's January 2nd, 2015. I am Wafo, and joining me in hosting this wonderful show is my partner in crime, Ranja. How you doing? Oh wait, we also have Mitch. Hi, Mitch. Hi. And hi, Ranja.
1: Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to know what the CubeCast is, uh, it's a show about cubing podcast, actually. Sometimes we're going to have guests on, sometimes we won't. Maybe it'll just be a catch-up episode or something like that. The CubeCast started in 2010, July of 2010, with Andrew Kang and Tom Barlow. Then, later on, when the CubeCast started to die off a little bit, Chris Wall and Austin Reed picked it back up and started Season 2 with it. Then, Andrew Kang and Tom Barlow also picked it up back again with Season 3. Since that died off again, we decided to pick it up. Yeah, and, after a
2: year of no episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a while, so... Uh, we just figured to do it.
0: Uh, we do have Andrew's permission to do this. We did ask him nice and kindly, and you know why we did this It's because we we really just missed CubeCast. And, yeah. You know, and we we just went up, approached Andrew. And he was like, "All right, okay, why not?" And so now we're hosting the show.
2: Yeah, it's it kind of got really real, really fast, and it. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this all turns out. Obviously, we're hoping it's going to turn out for the best and that the loyal fans from the original series are going to like us.
1: And also, we really want the newer Cubers to actually get interested into the podcast because I know a lot of them don't really know what it is at all.
2: Yeah, this said, we have three hosts and you guys really might not know who we are. So let's all take a moment to like say who we are, our cubing background, how we got started and how we ended up here today. Um, so Waffle, you want to start?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Jules. Most people call me Waffle. Most people know me as Waffle. I've been cubing since 2006, but I started competing around 2008. And the only reason I am sort of well-known is because I was one of the first people who started using Roo and kind of taught people how to use Roo and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully I'll be a great host on the show. Yeah.
2: yeah, didn't you start with Heist? <laughs>
0: I did start with Heist, actually. Heist was interesting because... I got down to around like 25 seconds with Heist, which was pretty damn impressive, if I would say so myself. But then I switched over to Petrus, then dabbled around with CFOP, and then finally we stuck with Rue.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. How so many things. You? Oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been, I started cubing in late 2009, but I never actually. Went to an official competition until halfway through 2010. I, uh, I guess I'm most known for just like being an all rounder. I do all of the events except for like Skew Scoob- Oh, not scube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do scube, but uh, I don't do the blind events because uh, they just don't really interest me too much. But yeah, that's basically it. I'm pretty much a boring cuber. Besides the fact that I do all the events.
2: Yeah, you also never hold a national record. Have,
1: yeah, you don't have to it, rub it in.
2: Yeah, and yet you've seemed to climb the the list of the sum of ranks pretty nicely. So that's I guess that's cool, kinda. Speaking of national records, hi, I'm Ranja or Brandon Harnish or whoever that you want to. Segway, man. Whatever you want to say. Yeah, these segways are going to be baller the entire time. So yeah, I started cubing in late 2008. Got to competing in 2009, late 2009. And um, have now behind me a skew World Record. Cool. Actually, two. Uh, and then those are gone now. I also do competitions in the Bay Area with Mitch, uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area with Mitch, and we're gearing up for our fifth one. It'll be really cool.
1: Um, yeah, the, f- the fifth one is going to be a two-day competition, just putting that in
2: there. Yeah, we're calling it Everything But 2 by 2 so hopefully we won't have Rami Sabahi there. Joking. Um, kind of. <laughs> um anyways. So, yeah, uh what I'm mo- mas- what I'm mostly known for is scube, obviously. I have also dabbled in horrible horrible methods for blindfold solving and horrible horrible algorithms for 3x3 and just horrible cubing in general. Yeah,
1: Mr. when he means horrible, he doesn't mean like just mediocrely horrible. He means like really horrible. He uses, yeah, like, like the
0: S2G perm or something like that.
1: Who uses that? Like who I wants to it. like Hurt themselves. Like, seriously.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. S two is the hardest thing. to finger trick to me. Well, for, it's like, like, for me at least. What do you use? Like your thumbs?
2: No, I, I double flick it like a. So uh, the, the move right before it is an R two, and I do it like an R two prime. And the S two is like a double flick, as you would like do a U two, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just R two prime S two. Whatever, man. That's weird. To, Whatever. Yeah, it works out. though. So. <laughs> right, I can okay. substitute the algorithm, so it, it's, it works out um yeah. And on, yeah so i guess it works so we have we have three hosts what what really made it difficult sometimes for cubecast earlier um to actually be consistent uh was that we they weren't able to schedule everybody together they weren't able to get everybody together to have a particular time in order to get all this stuff done uh, whether it be with a guest or just having the hosts there so what we're going to have here is we're going to have three hosts essentially on call where we're going to be able to record regardless of um, whether or not we have a guest, um, as Mitch mentioned earlier, or if we don't have all three hosts, we're still going to have a good show that that we're able to put on. Maybe we'll have some recurring guests. We'll see what happens in due time. But the best case scenario will be all three of us will be available every episode. Um, And yeah, there's less time difference also between us since we're um, all currently in America. Uh, Makes it a lot easier than having a five-hour difference between just the hosts.
1: And two of us are on the t- same time zone, so that helps yeah. a lot. Yeah, we're like, one of
0: them doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that also helps. Yes, <laughs> there you the go. Work. There you go. Yeah. All right. So,
2: yeah, we realize this is the first episode in about a year. It's since November 2013. Um, and as the original CubeCast did, we're going to ca- kind of continue the tradition and go over all of the world records that have been broken. Just the world records, not the continental ones, because... This well, list would, be
0: or... like, it would be obnoxiously long. If it's we already had... obnoxiously
2: long. Okay, yeah.
0: yeah look, to give you an idea of how obnoxiously long it is, we've had over eighty world records since the last episode. Jesus. Yeah, eighty. And guess who counted them all? Mitch. Thank you. Thank you for Mitch.
2: Yeah. Thanks yeah. for taking with the team, Man.
0: Yeah. Take, taking a bullet there for us. Good job.
1: There's so many world records, and it's literally insane. Like to see how much cubing has progressed in like a year and a half. It's just, like, outrageous.
2: Yeah, but luckily, 3x3 hasn't really done anything. So, that's easy. (laughs) Yeah, 3x3, uh,
1: the 5.55 single by Mats still is uh, up there. Um, And for 3x3 average, we have only seen uh, Felix break his average at 6.54
2: seconds. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then 4x4, we have... Sebastian Wire or Vire with 24.67, only to be beaten by Faz with a 24.66. Dang, that's really close. And then Sebastian got 24.33 and then completely jumped two whole seconds there and got a 20.97. <laughs> like, who does that? That's insane. That,
0: that's, that's impressive.
2: Well, that's
1: so impressive, man. Yeah, 21s for like actual top ranked 4x4 solvers are like really hard to get, so it's really impressive to see him to actually get a 21 in a competition.
2: It's weird to think, like, a 4x4 cube that everybody started out being like, uh, when I first started, if you had a minute average, you were considered pretty darn fast, and now we're at 21 seconds. Oh, man. What? Oh, <laughs> like, man. That's, that's absurd.
0: Hey, I remember my first competition, when someone said that the cutoff was, like, 1.30, everyone started to panic. Cool. <laughs> because like no one could do 130 at the time. It was yeah. ridiculous. And that was in back in 08. And yeah, now it's just like, oh, 130 Now, is... now
1: 130 is like the slow cut off. Oh really. yeah.
0: It's it's ridiculous. It really is. I mean,
2: yeah. and then I, for average, we had Sebastian Weyer with 28.15, then became 27.17, beating it by almost a second. And then Sebastian again beating it with 26.03, which is more than a second from previously. So it's it's gotten unbelievably fast. Like oh, you think, yeah. give somebody a four by four. They'll look at it for man eh, fifteen seconds, and then they'll have it solved there in under half a minute. That ugh, good lord! It's, must- it still it still blows my mind. You know? Yeah. I don't even get it.
0: No, no matter how many times I've seen like thirty or thirty five second four by four solve, it still kind of just blows my mind away. It's really great. That's
2: don't get me wrong. Completely unreal. It, it,
1: we can like credit all of these times to pretty much like Yao, like how Yao has basically been <laughs> improving 4x4 methods. I don't know. It's just like all of the top 4x4 solvers pretty much use Yao now. Yeah. So, yeah. Rather than Redux being the standard back in the day.
2: Shout out to Rob Yao. Thanks Rob. Love you. Alright. Uh, that brings us to 5x5 where for single we still have well, we have forty eight 1st sub fifty good Lord first sub, sub fifty,
0: 50. <laughs> yeah, Felix kind of just dominated all of five by five since the last episode,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, all of the world records that we have for five by five has been with Felix, which is kind of ridiculous. I mean the single is a forty eight point eight two I, I i don't even know where to start with this guy for average he had a uh, well he had he broke it with a fifty five thirty three and then again with a fifty five ten and then once more with a fifty four twenty which is really impressive you know because for someone who barely sub ones four by four consistently yeah kinda That's- just uh <laughs> it kinda just uh ugh
2: scares me a bit. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating, just a little bit. Yeah. And I'm sitting over here. I've always been awful at big cubes. It's like oh second, second you give me a 4x4 four four, it's done in like a minute 30. I'm just like yeah, that was decent. And you're like no, no, what what are you, what are you doing? That's yeah. what happens whenever I see you do big cubes. I just like start crying inside. <laughs> <It'll>...
0: <laughs> do you really?
2: Soon it'll be crying outwardly. Oh, um,
0: yeah,
1: so 2x2 two two, we've seen lots of Strange stuff happened this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the two by two world record has stayed the same for like almost three years or something like that. At point six nine with Christian Kasser. Uh we saw the weird stuff happening in the averages with uh, one point six nine by Rami Spahai. Again, one point six nine with Rami Spahai, and then again with one point six nine with Lucas Eder. So there was a three way tie, and it was only two people that actually held the record. Uh, and then Lucas decided he wanted to <laughs> hold the record for himself, so he got a 1.60 average.
2: Good lord. You greedy.
1: <laughs> two by two is <laughs> it's growing really, really fastly. Uh, Chris has been coming up with new methods, like uh, leg one or whatever, I forget. Um, but like, it's really interesting to see
2: how some of the solutions that he's posted before, and they're just absurd. Yeah, to think, like, you, you start the timer... It's like Magic. It's like Master Magic. Isn't it faster than Master Magic was?
1: It, I think I, uh, World Record for Master Magic was 1.68 for single.
0: For single, though. That's ridiculous.
2: Now 2x2 two two average is like... Faster. Oh, it's
0: faster than Magic, yeah. Good Lord. That's unbelievable. I bet you none of the new people will understand what Magic is.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Considering that it's been, like, gone forever. Yeah. It's been
1: two years since Magic's been in. That's.
0: That's still a that's- long time. In two years, like in less or no, in one year we have eighty world records. So in two years, that was, it's a good thing you weren't counting
2: for two years worth. Yeah, that would have been horrible. <laughs> oh <That> yeah, <laughs> would awful. So many records. All right, then we have three blind single. So it started out. We started out for the last episode with a twenty-three point six eight, which then got beaten by Maskov with a twenty-three nineteen. Twenty-three nineteen. No, nobody. Okay, uh, and then twenty-one seventeen beating it by another. 2 seconds. 21 seconds for blind. It's like, it's amazing to see the parallels between how fast blind and 4x4 are getting. How similar yeah, it, the times are.
1: And we're seeing sub-20 times at home for 3 blind, and I I know that I think Sebastian has had one sub-20 or something like that at home for
2: 4x4, so they're really following each other, which is pretty cool. That's, that's unreal. Because in order to do it blind, you have to be like pretty darn fast in it, sighted, or at least your execution time has to be about, what, 10 or 12? Yeah, it's yeah probably right 10, 10 to... Or I'd
1: say 12 is probably, like, a really good execution time for, like, a really tough blindfold solver.
2: Like, it's just unreal. It's like, you look at it, you're like, all right, you put on the blindfold, and then it's done. Hmm. Like, no. Ugh, God.
0: Crazy stuff.
2: And now, not only do we have blind singles, but we have blind mains. New to 2014 was this whole idea of hey, let's rank 3 by 3 blindfolded means. Um, well, what happens in competition is that it's still ranked by single time, but if you happen to get all three solves um, for your attempts, then you can get a mean. And that some of the means that have become world records are from uh, Kaijun Lin with a 28.43 and then a 27.74. Then Kabyanil Talukdar. Wow, I haven't seen that name before actually not going to lie 27.63 and then maskov with a 27.51 wow <laughs> wow it's like i i don't know i get the whole single thing but doing three of those in a row and then making sure you don't dnf and doing it in under 30 seconds that's just uh. it's it's like how magic was like if you if you mess
1: up you have it's just like so much pressure on it so like during the three blind means you have constant pressure on of, like, if you DNF your entire meme is gone.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, I thought you were comparing blind and magic there for a second. I was like, those are two completely different skill sets. Um, <laughs> no, just, they're like, they're, they're completely comparing. different, but, like, okay. the pressure that you
1: experience during your official solves are, they're exactly the same.
2: That's just crazy. Because now Maskov has obviously taken both single and average for three blind, but I think it's cool to see that blind itself. Like, there's a lot of people who are getting really, really fast and blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now we have one hand. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Faz had a 905 single for one hand, which is crazy in itself. Think. People are solving... This is always, This has always been the problem. Or not the problem, but it's, it's always been, an, like, a personal issue. It's like, why are people solving cubes with one hand faster than I am with two hands?
0: <laughs> That's because you use like horrible algorithms. <laughs> like that's well, the only reason.
2: <laughs> mm, I mm, but mm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you know I'm right though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're completely right. I just like mm. <laughs> I can't really say anything. Uh, am I just Oh a-
0: man. If you have a chance, you should watch some of his averages.
2: Yeah, a little bit um good stuff. Yeah, so fast started out with the 905, then it became 903. And then Antoine Cantin from Canada decides to be Canada decides to be a complete boss and goes sub nine with an eight point seven five single. That was what great.
0: I was there for that. That was awesome. Oh, you were there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Dang. <laughs> that was that was awesome. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go to two competitions this year. I might as well go to like a Canadian one. And then <laughs> just so happy that Antoine got the single. Yeah, the, the
1: last layer on that solve was actually pretty lucky. Like, it, I was surprised that it the last layer on that was that so nice, and like it's definitely shows in the time.
2: Yeah. Well, what, what was the last layer? You know.
1: It was six moves.
2: Yeah. Oh, it well, was okay. F uh,
1: U R U prime R prime F prime. God. I'm
2: pretty sure. That's. Man, that I... <laughs> that Just uh. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Because you have the same chance for that as you do for an LL skip. It's like
0: It's still pretty crazy.
2: Right? No, oh, yeah. That's right. And then we have one hand average, which is absolutely insane. As well, are world records they're bound to be insane, but you know, twelve point five six that Antoine had. Um, then Michal Pleskowitz beats it with twelve point four eight. Um then eleven point eight five with Chemislav Koleta. and then eleven seventy five with Felix. So yeah, it's it's cool that we have... All the records that were beaten by different people. Um, and, I don't know. One hand always been kind of the thing where... You're absurdly fast, but there's nobody... I don't think there's anybody been really, really clearly on top. What do you, yeah, it's
1: always just switching back and forth... Beca- between a couple people. And it's just really strange.
2: Yeah, alright. So there's the one hand records. Now, now let's move on to Fewest Moves. Uh, Tomoaki Okuyama still holds... The 20 move solution for Fewest Moves... Um, but that's not to say that Fewest Moves hasn't progressed. Actually, this year, just like Blindfolded, we have FMC means. So you can go to a competition and for three hours sit to FMC and get a <laughs> Who meet. wants to do that, though? Well, I mean, I've already done it, but. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, if I had more competitions with the Fewest Moves, I think I'd be really happy. Um, because I, I personally really, really enjoy the event. It is very um, engaging, actually, if you know what you're doing. I'm like, Mitch probably does Um,
1: it really tests your like cubing knowledge like everything that you know about the cube and rather than other events where it's just like oh okay
0: I can turn fast and I can do it
2: yeah Yeah, it's not like it's not like two by two it's like if I can't tell it in 6.25 seconds I'm not gonna do it it's like you can't do that you gotta sit there and then think really theoretically about how how it works at a very at a very like foundational level Stuff that can never be, uh, it can never be expressed by doing a speed solve. Like people using this, for example, it's like unbelievable what people can do. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so for FMC mean, we have twenty five flat twenty five moves for a mean that's held by both Sebastian Aru and Vincent Shu. which um, Vincent got that at nationals, and everybody was really really impressed. It, oh, yeah.
1: You you want to talk about how? The issue with the th- the third solve,
2: yeah, the third solve. Vincent thought that he needed sub thirty to um to tie the world record, but he just needed thirty, and he got thirty and was and he looked really sad after the third one. And he was like, "I I could have gotten it." But um, well, the issue was that he DNF. He thought he DNF. Yeah, he it. thought he DNF'd it, um, but he didn't, and he, uh, yeah, he was he was kind of like, "I'm sorry that I uh." Showed my emotions in such a way, but for him to get the world record out of something so stressful is just—it's—it's it's beyond me because he comes from a time where FMC, where was a lot different. The whole culture was completely different. Um, like when you had to have the best of three or whatever, best of two, whatever. Um, you would all you needed was a single. You would try everything that you could to get a good single. If you did enough, no big deal. You still have another. Attempt and hopefully you got a pretty good attempt out of that but now with the mean like you have you have no room for error like if if you forget to put a prime on the last move you're done for yeah oh, yeah it it's it's insane and it's really stressful and I, I like it I, I like it for the for the simulation it provides but once the call is made oh five minutes remaining I'm like crap. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I should probably start writing down some moves. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Jules, do you want to do feet single? Because I'm not going to pronounce those names.
2: Oh, neither am I. <laughs> oh god. <Brandon>. Okay. <laughs> feet single. Let's do this. I've I've gotten decent at pronouncing names. So 27.66 was held by Yuhei Tagagi and then 27.17 by Gabriel Pereira Campagna, and then uh, Gabriel whatever beat it again with 25.14, beating it by over 2 seconds. Feet's getting... Feet, feet 25 seconds. It's unbelievable. And people um, hate it more now. Yeah, people... like. There's been a new resurgence of people really not liking Feet and wanting to see it removed. Um, we can talk more about that probably after our break. Oh, yeah. um, let's just keep moving on to F- uh, to Feet Mean, 30.57 uh, by Gabriel uh, Pereira Campagna. That's just amazing. Then we have Mega Minx. Which uh, is... Lu- Mega Minx. <laughs> yeah.
1: Louis, uh, Louis came out of the blue here and got a 38.57 uh, world record single, uh, which it was kind of un- unexpected because we just didn't really expect it, I guess. <laughs> like, um, who expects
0: Mega <laughs> Minx? Like, all of the I, Mega Minx people kind of just disappeared. Well, I mean, that.
1: Louis Louis had Gnar an and everything, but yeah, like but when he got so the world record ahead, okay. single... It was um, kind of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Uh, but the 37.83 by Yu Da Hyun, um, that was really expected because she's been practicing for so long and she's so fast.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: For, oh,
1: yeah. I remember for, watching her videos
2: uh, on YouTube years and years ago doing Mega in insanely fast times. I'm thinking, she's going to hold a world record one day. And, well... It only took years. It only took years. And she's still younger, much younger than the majority of the community. Um, and to have a world record, and to be the first female world record holder, it's it's insane to see how how much Megaminx has progressed just by having her around. Um, and then in average, we have 45.77 by Louis, 44.63 by Yuda Hyun again, and then uh, 42.89 by Yuda Hyun, which is currently standing. Unbelievable. It's Fine. like, very soon very soon Megaminx is going to be sub... Uh, average is going to be sub 40, and that blows my mind to see that's just, that's outrageous. Um, which brings us over to Pyraminx. So, Pyraminx, Pyraminx
1: it's uh, 1.36 with Oth- Oscar Roth Anderson.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then Average... It's just an
1: easy scramble, I guess.
2: Yeah. They're all, I think Pyraminx 2x2 two two, cube, all those are just, um, they're, they're kind of broken. <laughs> they're completely broken. Uh, and then Average, we have 296 of Drew Brads and the 256 of the Drew, um, which is currently standing, and pretty darn cool in my opinion. Yeah. And um, Square 1, boy.
1: Just... Square 1 got really fast all of a sudden. Yeah, it we it, w- it went from like like was it like 13s or
0: like average? Why?
1: Yeah, 13s for average and then it just jumped down to 10.
2: Yeah, to 10.21 with what was that- single though. Single. Oh. Single,
1: or, we had um, there was seventh. just uh, somebody I think it was in Europe. I'm not sure, but they just got a lucky scramble and they got a seven on it. Um, but, uh, before that, I think it was like nine or something like that, but now it's 6.96 by Bing Lang Lee.
2: Yeah.
0: It's still crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And going along with the getting really fast, really fast thing, we have clock single 5.27 by Sam Wang. I'm not going to try pronouncing the name in the middle there, but Sam Wang, um, and then for average, we had Evan Liu with 6.68, then 6.61. And then Yunho Nam with 6.25. 6.25. And yeah. then uh, with 6 flat, which... Yeah, and Yunho Nam, he really came out of nowhere. It was really cool. <laughs> I, think, I thought I saw a picture of him on Facebook with uh Yunakajima And just just chilling, basically. Like I, I thought it was really cool. Scuba. Do <laughs> <New> for 2014. <laughs> yes. It was a thing.
0: Yeah, Day one you know record like,
2: place. You know how Andrew's always like, screw cubes. Well, now Scoob yeah. is screwing, well, me, personally. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It's kind of broken. Uh, so cube Single started off... Uh, Tell us this open. Um, it was a competition that was held on on New Year's Day 2014 in India. A- um, right as soon as cube was, um, was made official. was Officially recognized as an event, and Santosh Tantravahi is, I think that's how you say it, got 9.21 seconds single, which was not very impressive, and I was kind of like, meh, whatever. Then, um, very soon after, at I think it was a Houston competition, Walker Welch got a 4.63. Um, very soon after, Jay McNeil um, got. Four po- Wait, isn't Jay McNeil me, myself, and pie?
0: No, you're, you're mixing them up again.
2: Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Um,
1: Jay Mc- got- yeah, no, Jay McNeil is me, myself, and pie.
2: Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Jay got four point two seven single, uh, fall by Mar Justina. Umpong got three point two one, and then this guy, me, got two point one nine in February, and essentially kind of broke Skube uh, for a long time because that was that stood until just about a month ago. Um... Along the way, however, it did get tied by Jonathan Kłosko from Poland, who is completely new to or has become completely relevant to the activity in the past year. Uh, Very up and coming. And he tied the 2.19, which when I heard news of that, I was like, no, why didn't you just beat it? I don't deserve this anymore. (laughs) Uh, But then he beat it with a 1.81 and that's currently standing. And I'm really proud of him because he deserves it far more than I do. Good lord. Then moving to average, Mitch, you want to take this one? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for
1: average, we have a 13.70 with Abhishek sathir nan nan I don't know his last name, but um then Walker got a 8.16, John Brashon with a 7.46, Marco Roda with a 7.34, Brandon Harnish with a 6.21, Woop. Hideki Nina, uh, the guy who created Rubik's Cube, got a 6.17. This is where the era of Jonathan Klosko took over with a 5.61 average. Then he got a 4.58 average. Then Antoine tried to sneak one in with a 4.54 average. Uh, Jonathan was like, hell no, and got a (laughs) 3.15 average. And then Jaden McNeil.
2: (laughs) Jaden, myself, and Ty McNeil.
1: Yeah, Me, Myself, and Pi got a 3.1 average. <laughs> you keep Ooh, his it scrambles up, were very easy, which helped him quite
2: a lot on that one. So Scube's a thing, and is getting absurdly fast. And really fast.
0: Yeah, it's catching up to Yeah,
1: It's basically becoming Pyraminx now, which is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, alright, 6 by 6, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin Hayes has had the uh, 140.86 single. Right. And a
2: 1.51 yeah. uh, so now <laughs> 1 minute 51
0: one point five. Wow, an <laughs> average faster than a single.
2: Awesome. Good
1: job, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really hasn't improved all too much, but the hardware has changed with the the Auchi.
2: Yeah. Um. So the seven by seven single. This was really cool. So Lin Chen, who's who we had known as that guy from China who posted all these Yuku things of him doing a seven by seven absurdly fast, just uh, had a two thirty nine point four one out of nowhere, well, seemingly nowhere, Vladislav Shavelsky goes in and gets a 238.93. That's insane! The first, the first world record for Russia. Uh, that was amazing. Did you see the the reaction on that? Oh yeah, it was it was massive. Oh, it was beautiful.
0: I, I actually didn't watch
2: it. You didn't watch it? Not oh, yet. well... I'll well, will watch we, it later. You know, in the show notes, for all, uh, for all the, of you listening, you can go online to the CubeCast website and download the show notes. Uh, the, the website will be up probably shortly after this episode is released, but you can go there and look at what, what we're going through right now, what we're reading as we're going through and, and commentating on all the stuff that's happening. So, in, for here.
1: 7x7 mean, uh, Felix got a 248.16 and then uh, this... I didn't really know about this guy until he got the world record by yeah, um, 248.03 by Mattia Furlan. Um, like... I just didn't know about him and he's fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems to be the theme this year.
1: Like, I just didn't know about him and he's just really fast. That's
0: there kind of the recurring a, theme a with world record people. holders. Just a lot of people have just been showing up and then getting these world records. And they came out of nowhere. You know? It was crazy. So we'll, yeah. we'll move on. We'll move on. Alright, so 4Blind, right? So Oliver Frost has kind of been dominating 4Blind since the last episode. You know? He has a 230, four seven. And it moved on to 2.23, 2.7, and then 2.18. 2.18, six five. That's crazy.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Like, it, 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 if this was a 4x4, like a regular sighted 4x4 speed solve, like an 08, that would be impressive, I would say. Like a two-minute solve. But this is blind. That's crazy. That is crazy. 5x5 five five is a little bit more crazy. You should take a look at that. Yeah. Um, wow. Good look. It was a huge yep. jump in five by five, yeah. Like so, we, had, we started. We had Ollie Frost again yeah. with a uh, five fifty-six fifty-six. And then out of nowhere, the, a three thirty-nine ten by 5.39.10. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. That would be so impressive. If it was a three. Oh my gosh,
2: five thirty-nine ten by. Want to try this, Mitch? Gregos Juoha. Good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh, sorry, Um uh, But yeah, and then multi blind ah uh, god Maskov. good yeah. lord that guy uh forty one out of forty one in fifty four fourteen is still standing, and oof, the only person who's going to beat it is maskov yeah Never knows it. did you see his uh, attempt on one hundred and fifty cubes oh my god one twenty five out of 150. that was like the, that was
1: the most disappointing thing i've seen this whole year i people are saying, oh that's really disappointing, but I was like that's actually really amazing because. On it like That's it does no, 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 no like it doesn't it doesn't like fit his memorization technique very well so like still getting that many cubes I think is just completely amazing and like You're he's totally trying to play it down and that kind of stuff yeah
2: oh, God. oh man yeah and all these records uh, all the stuff the way that we got them and that stuff would not have been as easily possible without TDM on speed solving, so
1: just pointing the way for me to like figure out where all
2: these records were. Yeah, thank you very much for uh,
0: giving us that little snippet there.
2: So that's all the world records of the past year or so, um, and now it's, that was exhausting. Let's uh, let's take a commercial break. We'll be back in a sec
1: If you're interested in sponsoring the cubecast podcast please contact us through our facebook or speed solving pm please message brandon on speed solving for that information
0: all righty welcome back to the cubecast oh that was tiring oh my gosh
2: <laughs> oh my god so um of course any episode of CubeCast would not be complete without some sort of news going on and luckily for you we've had a ton of news because we've had a whole year to accumulate it but here are some highlights so uh, some up and coming Cubers well who we got here we got Uh, Rami
1: Spahi, Spahi or Spahi I don't even know how to say his name but basically Rami turns fast on every event and that's how he does it he's like He's held world records for 2x2. He's held the feet NR and NAR, I think. And he's held skew uh, NAR before as well. Uh, so basically, Rami just turns fast and gets stuff done. Lucas Eder also turns fast, and he's holds the 2x2 world record right now. He also is extremely fast on 3x3. Does he hold the 3x3 NAR average? I can't remember. I think he holds NR. Does Bill Wang have... Oh, the- yeah, Bill Wang does have yeah, the yeah. NAR, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, then Keenan Lejeune. Uh, Keenan just I mean- came <laughs> out recently. <laughs> he came into the human community pretty recently and he's really fast. He's posting times that are really low, eight seconds, um, wow. which is really impressive. He also has numerous four second solves on his YouTube channel. Uh, it'll just be a matter of time before he gets a really good official average and maybe a good official single. Uh, speaking of good official singles, we have Colin Burns, who currently holds the North American record for a 3x3 single. 590. He, <laughs> yeah, Colin's fast. He also beat Felix
0: at yeah. Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no hard so. feelings, though. Come on.
2: Yeah, come on. He's only the second person to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think both, it wasn't both times that Felix hasn't gotten first in 3x3, or when Roe is also podiumed.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Ro. Yeah. So Roe's the Colin, <laughs> Collins really fast. I just—I'm not sure if he has a sub-eight official average yet, but he's getting. I don't
0: there. know. He's getting. He, there, he's right?
1: definitely getting there. Um, Jane McNeil also. Uh, me, myself, and Pi. I'm pretty sure that's who that is. Uh, yeah. He's kind of in disguise. Like, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, God, Jade's just getting absurdly fast. Um, getting, getting the skewable record, and then just generally being great at 3x3. He's been getting like 8 seconds on 3x3 or something.
1: Yeah, he's He's getting 08. He's another all-arounder person, but he doesn't do blinds. He's basically like me, except for faster.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but speaking of the Cubers coming into the scene, we also have Cubers that are kind of coming out of the scene. Um, Earlier this year, Sebastian Aru announced that he was retiring from the WCA board. That was back in February. And uh, last month... Back in in February of 2014. 2014, yeah. And, uh... This past December 2014, Tim Reynolds also announced that he would be retiring from the WCA board. Uh, And it seems like they're both continually acting as WCA delegates, Sebastian in Germany and Tim in the USA. It It was obviously a lot of work for them to put in for as long as they did. And if they're listening right now, I want them to know that the entire Cuban community really appreciates all the work that you guys have done and continue to do. And uh, best wishes to both of you in the rest of your lives and bo- your cubbing endeavors and all that.
0: I'm getting Waffle. cheery-eyed over here with that, uh, <laughs> that, that thank you. Yeah, so uh, we've had a lot of, like, different puzzles. The most prominent was this anything-goes policy towards, like, puzzle regulations.
1: That's something that Kit Clement has been trying to push pretty hard, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people are kind of pissed that the stickerless Cubes haven't really been a thing and, um, they were a
1: thing, and then they weren't a thing, and now yeah. they're trying to push it again.
2: And Kit's like, "Yeah, they could be a thing, but um, it's January second. So far, no 2015 regulations have been put out, and the regulations aren't going to be pushed out quite yet uh, because, quite frankly, they're not ready. He uh, he and many others feel like the 2014 regulations, which were a very big step in Cuba, and we should also talk about that. Uh, he feels he and I, I feel this as well, and I got the kind of feeling from the community that those were kind of pushed out a little bit before they should have... They were have
1: premature, cut. basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were you know, just kind of hasty. Hasty to get those out and have them working because we had some issues with like Mega Minx tiles and all of that jazz in 2014, but... Oh my
0: gosh. Th- that was crazy. They, they actually had a poll up right after the release, <laughs> yeah. and then everyone went kind of all over the place with the discussions... On what is allowed and what's not, it was crazy. It was just for some reason the uh, the community backlash on those decisions were were a bit much, in my opinion. But you know, whatever.
2: Yeah. Oh, but now it's cool that um, we're going towards anything goes. In my I, I i like the idea that you can show up to a competition and you have a cube, and as long as by competing with the cube, just in general, no new moves are possible, all that stuff. As long as it functions like a Rubik's cube. I feel like you should be able to use it. I yeah. same thing. Any, I think any advantages you get would be negligible.
1: Yeah. For certain things, it's pretty obvious. Like you shouldn't be able to have your cube like have like needles sticking out of the side of it, so you can tell that that's like an orange piece or something like that. <laughs> needles needles? <laughs> sticking out. Needles <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> the <Lord. laughs> But like you shouldn't be able to have obvious things. But like stickerless cubes. I mean, is it really going to make that much of a difference? Probably not. Hey man,
0: I can see the half pieces. I can totally look ahead faster.
1: I <laughs> Said no one ever. Don't are, are, do they? What are they thinking about pillow cubes? Have you heard anything about that? Like, I, I know, I know it's I know. legal for seven by sevens now,
2: but like, yeah, it's, it's legal puzzles? for seven by seven because for the longest time, the only ones that were available no, were oh yeah. mode. But you now can, you can only make a seven by seven with
1: modifying the puzzles, like outer layer in some way, which the V cube decided to do it with making the pillowed effect, and Shang Xiao decided to do it with making the outer layer just slightly larger than the inner layers.
2: Yeah. It, I don't know. It, because if you can have a cubic seven by seven, that's cool. If you have a V Cube, I don't know who still uses a V Cube, but if you wanted a V Cube Well, well they came Yu, out with yeah. the pillow. They did? I had Yeah. yeah.
0: this their seven by seven is actually pillowed.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. I this is this is news to me. So oh, that's great. I suppose that um, I didn't know MoU even had a seven by seven. Look how in touch with the community I am, crying. <laughs> um, but yeah, seven by seven. So people are people using the MoU? Generally, people are,
1: are not a lot of people do seven by seven, so it's not really getting a lot of attention. Wow.
2: Yeah, like just
0: because the changes in hardware, like the the, the whole puzzle regulations thing, is just like all over the place. Because you know people want to keep their hardware, but then. The rules are just like well, maybe, maybe not. That was the that's the big deal with the uh, twenty fourteen regs.
2: Yeah, it's like people were arguing about the Fangshi Shuangren having having like pieces with multiple different colors of plastic. Oh yeah, the
1: the ugly illusion Fangshi thing that just looked like turd, basically.
0: <laughs> okay I gotta look this up there was a Fangshi illusion like what's it called yeah it
1: it has like the corner caps and the edge caps and like the center caps they're oh, all it's a different one. color Where it's are just they, it's, it's literally like as ugly. Uh, it's so ugly I don't get why anybody would want to use that um, it's just... okay
0: I'm looking at it right now and it hurts my head for some reason it just hurts my head like the uh the black caps on white looks pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie but the uh, but then if
2: you try turning it, I yeah, like...
0: I feel like my head would just hurt.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not about that life. I don't know.
0: I would like solid color, like cubes with stickers.
2: That, that, yeah, is... that's what I prefer. Or yeah. stickerless cubes. Like I I see merit to having a stickerless cube because it's it's cool. It's very low maintenance, which is cool. But I don't know. I like my cubes to be solid color plastic.
0: Yeah, I think if uh, stickerless would be allowed in the 2015 regs. I'm going to switch to all stickerless.
1: Because... What's the advantage that you think?
0: Uh, I don't have? have to buy stickers because I'm poor.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> See, for me, like,
1: I never actually really change stickers. So, so you just get
0: a new cube, like, straight up?
1: Yeah, like, generally the only... I have, out of all of my mains, literally only two of them have been restickered before, and that's just because of the stickers that... No, like, I got a set of stickers for free with that cube. So okay. I just stickered it, and I'm like, okay, these are fine. Yeah, no, I don't for, see, it, I don't really see a need of actually like buying replacement stickers for. It
0: I mean, for me, unless I got they get back. I mean, I got used to black stickers on white cubes is the thing. So as soon as I get a brand new cube, I just change the stickers. So it's like black stickers on it.
2: Yeah. So going along with the hardware stuff, the MoYu company, yeah, the MoYu company basically took over. You know how Shang Xiao was doing their thing where. Okay, <Sha. we're going yeah. to make puzzles for every event. Oh, every yeah. now, Now was like, hey. We can do that, do
0: that too.
2: It. Yeah, Dude, We can really capitalize on this.
0: <laughs> and their, their designs have been so much better. It's yeah. been crazy how, how more advanced cubing hardware has become as well.
2: Yeah, from the, what was it, the, the Huan Ying to start out, and they had the... I think they started out with the Wei Long.
0: They did start out with the Wei Long, I think, and then went to the Huan Ying. And then Wei Long again. Wei Long
2: version 2,
1: and then,
0: like...
1: The Li Yang, and so forth, and so forth. The Li Yang, then the the Wei Long version 3, which is also called the Ao Long, and then they made an Ao Long version 2. So, and then also, on top of that, Mo Yu is just uh, the the, kind of, like, elite branch of YJ puzzles, so um, YJ also made some lower tier, like uh, the Qi Long and the Yu Long and the Su Long, which are all, like, decent 3x3s, three but they aren't quite as good as the other
2: Moyu puzzles. And then, but there is the YJ Guanlong, which came out. That um, is a cheap cube. Like, yeah, it's, really cheap. It, it's, it's the like, best bang
1: for buck you can pretty much get.
2: Yeah, I'm using one as my main right now, not gonna lie. I, have I mean, a, that's, I fine. Have, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I have a white Guanlong as my main, and I'm doing just fine, averaging 12 seconds. I don't even mind. Um, I was How much mean, did they long say long they were long. advertising it for? Like, $1? a dollar? I, I think the original advertisement was something like, oh, we want to have cubes that people can get that are really good, that have a, that are produced at a pretty high quality, uh, that can turn really well, have all the same functionalities that speakers would expect, but for, like, yeah. $3. Think,
1: I think it was, like, originally, like, $2 or, like, dollar or something. When the Moyu company posted it on their Facebook page... Um, it was like something like a dollar or 2 dollars but like obviously some cube companies need to stay in business so they have to mark up their prices
2: yeah but you can still go on uh, on zcube.cn and buy if you buy them in bulk you can still get them for 80, 80 cents, cents each 70 yeah. cents it's ridiculous cube. it's it's amazing yeah. the, it's the, like
0: the shipping price though is not as amazing but well, those prices okay. are still amazing
2: yeah it's like if you're going to if you're gonna, if you needed to get a cheap cube for somebody, if uh, if you want to get somebody else into cubing and don't want to give them a Rubik's brand because, ain't nobody got time for that, then go ahead, purchase a Guanlong. Even on the Cubicle.us, they're selling them for four bucks. Four bucks. That's cheaper
0: yeah. than a Rubik's brand. Let's put it that yeah. way. And you can
1: get you can get like almost three uh, Guanlongs for one Rubik's brand.
0: And they perform oh. a lot better, in my opinion. That's what I'm yeah. say. <laughs>
1: But yeah. if, if you want to go a little bit more over the top, you can basically spend a lot of money on Moyu Cubes. Like their 7x7 right now is close to $50. And their 6x6 is like $40. They came out with the 4x4 quite a while ago, which is the Waisu. And it, that's it's an okay 4x4, but the Aosu that they made is a lot better. It was now, a pretty big Aosu. jump. And then yeah. they did come out with the mini Aosu now. In um, oh, yeah, the yeah, 5x5s, like they made the the ouch wong and then they just came out with the Hua Chuang or something like yeah, that <laughs> yeah and felix just came out with a review of it and he said it's just marginally better basically <laughs> and so i mean if you're really into like spending lots of money with getting little or no return
2: like just spend all of your money on moyu cubes basically and if you want to go even more over the top you can get the over the top seventeen by seventeen by seventeen. Oh, but they they
1: they raise the price on uh, Shapeways for everything. So yeah, did they really? It's like that's yeah, really it's the, the prices are really yeah, they're really over the top now. It yeah. used to cost like two thousand dollars or something like that, but now it's like ten thousand.
2: Oh God, that's uh, I I mm, no. Oh man, no.
0: Did you see that uh, that video that's been going around.
2: About the, uh, I think it was like a thirteen by thirteen. Yeah, somebody. Oh, I think it was a, was it a thirteen by thirteen? Uh, or was it a seventeen? I forget. Um, is, but it, yeah, there was. It was probably.
0: It's a seventeen by seventeen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's a video going around right now. Somebody solving a uh, seventeen by seventeen in seven um, and a
0: half hours. Seven and
1: a half. That's hours. Red KB's one, right? is I'm it? For sure,
0: yeah. Good lord, Red, Red KB, KB did
1: one, and then also I, th- I'm not sure if somebody else did one but yeah red kb did a 17x17 17 17 solve video and i think he did a 13x13 13 13 solve video i'm not sure
2: good lord so, but i know
1: crazy bag Cubers has done a 13x13 13 13 solve video and that was like an hour and a half
2: i i don't know it's like all the non cubers think oh just because you add more layers it makes it it makes it harder to do it's just the same difficulty as a 7x7 7 7. yeah or even, even like a 5x5. Five five. Yeah, it's I would probably push down
0: up. difficulty to 5x5 for both big cubes. Yeah. It's well,
1: just... I mean, like, when I first started cubing, like, or when I first got a big cube, I could solve the 5x5, five five, and then when I got up to the 7x7 seven seven and the 6x6, six six, I didn't know the center commutator to switch them. So, like, that was kind of an issue. So that's why but, I always say, oh, it's the same as, like, a 6x6 six six or a 7 by 7 Yeah, but there's merit to that. I remember not... at uh, Nationals, or maybe it was, no, it was Nationals, uh, Justin Harder was doing sem- like center commutators with uh, James Donahue's Petaminx. Oh, man. And people would just like, take a look at it, and they'd see like, two pieces swapped, and they'd be like, no, I'm not going to try that. And then Justin was like,
2: ha, you can do this in like 10 moves.
1: Yeah. I just like looked at it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, because uh, that would just end horribly.
2: They're not that bad.
1: They're not. <laughs> I should probably get out the Gigaminx and try it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're not. Like, if you, want, if you ever have. If you ever want to learn how to do four blind or five blind or whatever, and you want to learn how to do center columns properly, of course, there are lists and lists and lists of things you can use for that. But you can also just try doing it intuitively. But yeah, so cubes and stuff, because. There's tons aspect. of
1: them, and basically, they're all too expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Too of, real. Of uh, twenty fourteen, except the Guam hardware Yeah, except, except yeah, the Guan
1: Long's the only exception. Everything else
2: is <laughs> absurdly yeah. expensive. So, okay. did
0: this next
1: thing? Did this happen at Nationals two thousand fourteen? Because I think it happened right before the finals. It was they announced the uh, uh, God's number for quarter turn metric.
2: Oh yeah, so the quarter turn metric God's number has been found. It was found. It was found in August. I know that. Um, I don't know if it was in time for Nationals, but yeah, it was announced as twenty six quarter turn moves for the Rubik's Cube. Uh, this was found by uh, Rocky Key and Morley Davidson. Um, yeah, I
1: think Morley Davidson was at uh, 2014 Nats, but everybody was so loud that you couldn't hear it, but he was on the microphone saying it. Oh, wow. I, I
2: didn't even see that. Or I might have seen it, but not realized what it was. There, there's a video about it, but you just can't hear anything. Dang. But yeah, so quarter turn metric, God God's number has been found. It's 26. Also, um, Herbert Kochemba has a uh, quarter-term metric Cube Explorer solver, which I think is really cool. It's really cool if you want to see that, because like, things things that you might not really think about... Well, a lot of people obviously don't think about quarter-term metric at all when they're doing stuff like, especially Fused Moves, but other stuff like just 3x3 solving in general, you're not going to think about that. But for more theoretical stuff, quarter-term metric seems like a very, a very interesting sub-category in Puzzle Theory. Also, in November completely unrelated there was this thing called Cubaversity
0: oh yes that,
2: yeah, I really have no <laughs> idea
1: I have no idea what this is and I've completely been ignoring it so what yeah. Is
0: it well Cubiversity was uh, proposed by I can't remember his name gosh what is his name
2: uh, John Schneck
0: thank you he's uh, where from again
2: he was from Reliant K <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: just like randomly posted not randomly but I guess he's had this plan for a really long time but he posted on speed solving that he was doing this thing, where he wanted to create a musical medium to teach people how to cue.
2: Eventually, they got um, they got in contact with Anthony Brooks and doing all this type thing, all the stuff with him. They had a Kickstarter or an IndieGoGo campaign or something like that. It was a Kickstarter. It was Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, I remember because yes, had...
0: I uh, my bill from Kickstarter arrived from them some Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, th- they wanted of course, there are obvious things in their campaign that cubers would look at, like, people who really know what they're doing would look at and say, no, that's probably not gonna work out. Like, they wanted to make it the single best source of cubing information on the internet because there wasn't one. There wasn't anything great. Um, but, obviously, we have stuff like the Polish database, we have net, we have all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, Cuberversity, it, it was an interesting idea because people are, their basic platform was do you think it's hard to memorize like notation or to memorize like what the notation looks like and be able to recall that and put that to your hands you know it's really easy to remember a song and then they would make a song out of an algorithm like the soon I remember they had a soon song or something did you actually Um, listen to it? I did I watched the whole video Oh wow! Um, yeah I watched their whole campaign video and I was was moderately intrigued but didn't donate a penny because I'm like I'm broke um,
0: yeah, I I donated the lowest possible tier just because it's cubing related. It's, it's, I kind of want people to understand cubes in a way that's easy to understand.
2: Yeah, and it's, not
0: be I, like, crazily.
2: But I feel like there's a a lot of common misconceptions around cubing that we can just completely get rid of. With um, this episode's getting quite long enough, uh, a last little piece here: the Sunday contest has come back with um, with Weston Mizumoto and Speed Cube Shop. However. Well, not quite speed shop yet, it seems. <laughs> uh, there's just yeah. been some
0: issues getting the prizes out with Sunday yeah. contest, but But yeah, Sunday I, I think really, it's a really
1: it's a really good idea. They have uh, four events each week and there's one uh, kind of like special event each week and the winner of that special event gets the prize and there's also a randomly selected person for this uh, a prize each week. It's it's a really good automated system that Weston created this year. Yeah last year um also like just regarding this episode we may have run a little bit long on certain things um but there it's been a year so that's basically why i know a lot of people don't really want to hear about like new puzzles or records for like very long time but um it's definitely not going to be like this next time just yeah. it's, not, keep that it's in just mind. it's just
0: been a really really long time and catch up has been just a lot of work yeah so. and in
2: fact next time we're going to have colin burns the current uh, U.S. national champion and 3x3 three three North American record holder as our guest, uh, so please stick around for that. We think that we're going to get these out every two weeks, maybe? Two, we'll three, three weeks with- or so.
0: We'll, we'll we'll figure out a good medium, uh, but hopefully we can still churn out these things, despite the fact that we may or may not have a guest, and that's the purpose of the three. The three hosts, once again.
2: Yeah. So until next time, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions and comments, uh, please direct those to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. We're right now in uh, in the process of getting a website set up on cubing.net as well as getting the, the email set up and Twitter account, all this other social media stuff. So until that happens, the best place to contact us for anything is on Facebook on our uh, page. Again, facebook.com slash podcast. Um, if you'd like to submit any quick fire questions that we will have next time, um, I'm talking to you, Tyler Kerr, please uh, send those to us in uh, the comment section of the post for this episode. And uh, once again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back here shortly. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay.